Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And ASU lost again on the road again. Yeah. Uh, but there were some positives, I guess. I mean, we're 3-3. Three and three. The season's half over. Sure, sure. The Sun Devils have played, now I think we can confidently say, the tougher half of the schedule up to this point. Should be, should be, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, San Diego State, Washington, Michigan State, and Colorado, right. you know, Stanford, yeah, I mean, Stanford good, but, you know, sure, sure. struggled. Well, USC I mean, the, the, is, teams, the teams we've lost to, I looked this up this morning, they've got a, you know, a combined record, I think, of 14 and 2 or something like that. So, um, you know, we haven't, we haven't lost to bad teams. Um, it doesn't make you feel too much better, but but certainly you know yeah it's been it's been three pretty solid teams. I don't I don't think we've played anybody who's national championship level, but um, you know pretty good teams that probably at the end of the year will have you know nine plus wins all three of them, and uh, we've been close but just haven't been able to get the job done. So you had us here, I believe, at three and three. I had four and two. Oh, I had us here. I, I had us I've here. been I've been right uh, every game except for this past one preseason. I now I changed my pick the week of, but uh, I also changed my pick San Diego State. I ended up being wrong, but yeah, up until September, I had all five results correct uh, preseason. But I had us beating Colorado in part because honestly, I did not think Colorado was going to be what they appear to be, and and. What they appear to be, I, look, I'm not getting carried away. They're five and zero, but I, I, you know, if I was uh, a Colorado fan, I would not be, you know, clearing my weekend to go to the Cotton Bowl or the Orange Bowl just yet. But um, they're a pretty good team that that could certainly be in the Pac-12 championship game again, based on the way they look so far. I was going to say they they may be the prohibitive South favorite now. Um, they might be. Next week will will tell us a little bit more. They go to USC, and if they go there and win, then I would then I'm ready to you know put that label on them because the, you know USC was the preseason favorite. They're two and one in the conference, so obviously they still are right there, uh, you know, with it with a chance. So um, ways to go, but yeah, certainly they they look pretty good so far. Running through the Pac-12 South, Colorado five and zero overall, two and zero in conference. USC, as you said, two and one in conference. Arizona also two and one in conference. Utah stunned both of us uh, with yeah. a just stomping of Stanford last night. Yeah, on yeah, we uh, we sat there last uh, Sunday night in your in your house and. Uh, Said, you know, well, Utah looks like they're going to be zero and three, and how are they going to overcome that? Well, we were premature in saying that. I guess, you know, the lesson there is always, uh, you know, let the games play out because, um, you know, Stanford certainly did not look as good as as they have, and uh, you know, a loss like last night, and then you look at it in light of everything they did prior, and you think maybe Stanford's not that good. Um, I mean, I think they're a solid team, but. Um, you know they're a they're a Oregon choke away basically from having lost three in a row now, um, so maybe we overrated them as well. But uh, yeah, an, an impressive win for Utah. We're also down there at one and two, and UCLA still looking for their first win on the year. They're zero and yeah. five, zero and two in conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still up in the air. Although now ASU is effectively two games behind Colorado. 
Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I mean, I, I still think the number that you have to get to to, you know, even have a tie is six and three, which means we can only lose one more uh, to even, you know, to get to that. And I just I don't know that even as you say, and I, I agree with you that certainly it looks like maybe the second half is a little bit easier than the first half. I'm not sure five and one is something I see happening. No, uh, I, the re- and the reason I said that is I think realistically Arizona and UCLA are to me on par with the Oregon states of the world. Uh, maybe a little yeah. better UCLA, not better, but Arizona a little better. Um, Stanford, USC, Utah. I, I think we can win. Don't look one overwhelming. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the only game left that, that doesn't feel like a real, you know, chance to win is Oregon because of the way they've played and it's on the road. Um, now Oregon, you know, I'm not sure what to make of them just yet. The only good team they've played, they had them beaten multiple times in that game, couldn't finish it. Um, but other than that, they've looked really good and they looked really good in that game and they get Washington this week in Austin and, and, you know, they could, they could very well emerge as still the favorite in, in the PAC 12 North, even though they lost that game. Stanford, um, obviously Stanford's already taken a loss now, so the you know the head-to-head not as big of a deal at this point because if Stanford loses another game, Oregon can can still finish ahead of them. So that is one that that you know doesn't seem like a real great chance to win. Not to say that uh, we have zero shot, but I don't feel great about it. The others, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there's uh, an opportunity, and we've played well at home, and we got three of those at home. We have to find a way to win on the road. Um, USC and Arizona are both games that should be winnable. Um, not to say they'll be easy, but they should be, and, and we got to find a way to get over the hump. And obviously we could not do that at Colorado where, you know, busted off 21 points after the first drive in the third quarter yeah. and could not move the ball the rest of the Nothing second half. Nothing more after that. I, I, I looked um, this morning because, you know, I, it's always hard in the flow of the game, you, you know, but I, the feeling I had was, boy, it seemed like we really didn't have much going offensively at all after that touchdown drive. And my feeling was backed up and we had two first downs um, the rest of the half, you know, the last 28 plus minutes of, of the half. Two, two total first downs. Now, one was a 72-yard pass that put us inside the five, which we came away with nothing, and we'll probably, you know, discuss that. But um, besides that, just just not enough. You know, uh, four plays, three plays, three plays, five, and then three. Um, it's, it's tough to beat, you know, good teams, and Colorado's a good team, when you can't, you know, sustain any offense for the second half, basically. Yeah, I mean, to put a little finer point on it, the first offensive play after the touchdown, we picked up a first down. Right. So that that play so happened with eleven eleven forty six to go in yeah. the in the yeah. third quarter. We did not pick up another first down until there was until the forty yard pass. Yeah, till there was yeah. forty two seconds left in the third. Yeah, which um, means we had none in the fourth. And yeah, and then we had no first downs. Well, in the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter we had the ball for six plays. I was going to say, we barely we, had the ball. We yeah. had to play yeah. second and goal, third and goal after the sack. Right. And then the fourth and goal from the one. Fourth and goal. 
and then we went three and out on our only other possession in the quarter. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, which which comes down to both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, the, the offense did not do a good job of sustaining anything when they were out there, and then the defense didn't get off the field. Obviously, that last drive, I think, was seven-plus minutes when Colorado got the ball back and yeah. you know, never gave it back to us. And, um, you know, you got to have – you got to have all your parts work well to, you know, win a game again against a good team on the road. And we had some parts working well at times. And so, you know, the, the defense didn't play great, but they did get consecutive three and outs in the, in the third quarter when the game was tied and offense couldn't take advantage of them. And then, and then you flip it around and say, well, you know, we scored three touchdowns and we gave up a touchdown on the ensuing possession all three times, you know, so, so there was never any sustained momentum I mean, the offense never that we never ran a play offensively with a lead because we took the lead, gave it back, took the lead, gave it back, took the lead, gave it back, and you know that's a that's a bad cycle to get into as well. Yeah, well, so it's tied uh, coming out of the half. ASU four plays to go seventy five yards. Yeah, um, and and that included a false start penalty in there that cost us five right. more. Um, you know, and then nothing. Uh, you know, they, they, they give the ball back to Colorado. And, yeah. you know, if you blinked, you missed the part where we had the lead. We had the lead for yeah. a minute and 49 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Which just, I mean, that kind of told me the story of the game as I, again, that was one that I had to look this morning because I thought, okay, am I remembering right? Seemed like I was, and I was, that, you know, all three times we scored. They came back out and scored a touchdown on the next possession. And you just, you know, you need you need your groups to play well together. And we didn't have enough of that. You know, like I said, when the offense did something, the defense gave it back. And then in the third quarter, you know, when the defense gets a couple three and outs, the offense does nothing with those possessions. So it, it just, it was, it was not a game where one unit cost us the game. It was a combination of various factors that, all in all, just you know, none of the none of them were good enough to overcome the faults of the other. Yeah. In this game, there were thirty. Hold on, I had it. Thirty-three pass attempts from Montez. ASU did not record a sack. Um, Lavisca Chenal. It's easier said than done, and there's a reason why I'm sure. sitting on a couch. But you watch what the Patriots do, where they just, you know, when sure. when they just pick a guy and say, okay. This guy will not beat us, you, right? You know, and, and teams do it to them with Gronk. It's an effective strategy. Right. It's like we're going to put two guys on this guy. You, you know, we're only going to bring four. We're not going to do anything more fancy than that. Right. But right. but this guy's not going to beat us. Well, Chenault scored four touchdowns. And yeah, yeah, two running, two two running, <laughs> two receiving. Right. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he was as good as he was advertised to be. Um, and, and, you know, what, what more can you say? I mean, he was tough to stop and, uh, and we gave up some plays to other guys, you know, the big play down the field that, that, you know, set up, I believe their second touchdown, um, wasn't him. I can't remember who it was that caught it, but, you know, big, big play. And, uh, you know, it was on the play that we were offside free play. I think and it was shot. Nixon on that one. Wasn't it? Yeah. He's a freshman, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, they've, they've got, they've got some, you know, they're a good team. Again, I keep going back to that. Like, I don't want to take anything away from them. It's a good football team. And, and I think there's a decent chance you'll see them, you know, in, in Santa Clara, you know, there at the uh, end of November. Um, 
you know, so it's it's not a it's not a shameful loss by any means. I think it's a good team we played, but there were opportunities to beat him just as there was, you know, three weeks ago with San Diego State, two weeks ago against Washington, somewhat, not not as much. San Diego State, I feel like, was a game that was the most winnable of the three in how it played out. But nonetheless, all all of them were, you know, within a possession at one point in the fourth quarter with our offense on the field. And so those those are games you can win. I mean, they they are, and we just haven't been good enough to, to get it done in any of them. Uh, there was, we should comment on some shenanigans uh, on Twitter, people mm-hmm. thinking that there was a, a player who ran in yeah. off the sidelines to make the <laughs> tackle on Nikhil Harry on a yeah. punt return. Yeah. It turned out that number 20 had been blocked. He'd been blocked out. Now, <laughs> it should have been a penalty. Because he, he did, you know, you're supposed to make an immediate attempt to get back in, and I don't know if you saw the whole thing he on was Twitter. By the coaches, and he was not. I mean, he ran behind the bench. Um, you know, he should not have been allowed. I mean, the tackle still happens. You know, you, you can't yeah. erase the tackle, but that should have been a penalty, and that was, you know, a poorly officiated play that that they didn't notice that. Um, but you know that that led to Nikhil Harry getting injured. I know he played a couple snaps after that, but. You know, I don't think he had a catch after that point. Um, oh, I guess he's okay. That's the initial report. And that same for Manny Wilkins, who, who was injured on what turned out to be our last offensive play. So we don't know if he could have come back in or not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, somewhat costly in, in that regard. And, and I guess, you know, we, we, we've got to discuss the, um, you know, the play. As we talked about, we were within seven. We were within seven. We get that 72-yard pass to get to the three. We end up with uh, fourth and goal at the three. And uh, I will say this, you know, I got to go off my instinct. Your instinct, as you texted me, was take the field goal. Mine was not. Mine was that I thought we should go for it. Um, but I didn't like what we ended up doing on the play. It didn't seem like. And, and uh, it ended up being, you know, pretty much our last gasp, really. Yeah. You know, ultimately, as the game played out, you were right. We should have gone for it there um, because the offense had, was anemic in the half and that was the closest we got. Yeah. I just um, felt like when we got back to the three. So if I'm, if I'm remembering right. Well, I've got it here. I'll, I'll walk it through because I have okay. it pulled up. So okay. the kickoff was a touchback. First and 10 Wilkins hits Darby for 72 yeah. yards to the Colorado three. Yeah. First and goal, Eno Benjamin to the two. Second yeah. and goal sack loss of eight right. on the 10. See that's the play. Yes, that's what I'm remembering. And then and then he gets seven yards to Williams, right? Right. Third goal off, off of the timeout, which was yeah. uh, which is something yeah. really similar to the Todd Graham era, where all of a sudden we were out of timeouts in the second. Two half. two wasted timeouts that that contributed to not being able to get the ball back there at the end. And, and, let and Colorado to be clear, have that on, the, on that drive specifically, they were slow getting to the line on that third and yeah. goal play. But yeah, Manny was yeah. there, and they got the snap off before time would have gone. Right, right, you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, that proved costly. But had you know, had it been incomplete on third and goal, and it's and it's fourth and goal from the ten, I think absolutely a kick. You don't have to be desperate there and have to get a touchdown. But I thought when we got to the three, and I'm listening to it on the radio at that point, and so I'm going, you know, and it just feels like, all right, you gotta you gotta punch this in, you gotta tie this game. Um, Again, I will say, you know, I, I don't like second guessing. You are not second guessing your first guess. I mean, you, you texted me before the play happened to kick the field goal. I, I like the idea of going for it, you know, and 
you say in hindsight, I was right. I, I was actually going to say, <laughs> you know, in hindsight, uh, you might, you know, I would say you were probably right. Take the points and, and, you know, give yourself at least something on that drive and try to get a stop. And then, you, you know, then a touchdown wins it for you rather than just ties it. So I don't know. I mean, you know, it, neither decision was horrendous. Um, uh, the play, though, you know, going to Curtis Hodges, a guy we've talked about as being MIA all year, and all of a sudden who, he's playing. A yesterday. guy who we expected was redshirting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then I, I heard – on, on, I switched to the radio broadcast briefly and muted the TV because sometimes uh, you just have to. Um, yes, yes. Especially with Pac-12 network games. But yeah. on the radio broadcast, I heard Healy say that they had uh, – started working Hodges out as a tight end a little bit. And it's like, that, that that's, yeah. that's not a guy who I want my, you know, game on the line, no, you know, no. play to go to. Biggest play. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know, I know that's what he is. He's a, he's a red zone target. He's six foot eight, all of that. But, um, yeah, I just, I didn't love the, I didn't love the play and, and you couldn't, you know, here's the other problem. You had just used that timeout on third down. So that's a situation where you might have wanted to call a timeout, you know, make sure you have your very best play. Um, you couldn't do that because that would have been your last one of the half. So it, it just, it was, um, I mean, it, look, it's a results-based business and it didn't work. And so you can't say it was the right move. I, I um, agreed with that at the time. That's all I can say. You know, it didn't, it didn't work. And, and, you know, if you, if you have the benefit of knowing what happens, you say, yeah, go back, take the field goal and, you know, take your shot with uh, whatever it was, ten minutes to go, or whatever it might have been. Um, you know, with a with a chance to you know get the ball back and take the lead, but didn't happen. And and you know, second time this year that a big fourth down call, you know, inside the red zone has not gone our way and has you know contributed to us getting beat. Basically, there were, yeah, I mean there there were a couple plays to Hodges who wound up with no catches. Right. Um, there were a couple plays to him that were confusing. Yeah. And I guess I come back to a couple of things about the season that are frustrating to me. Number one, you have Nikhil Harry. At that point, he was healthy. Mm-hmm. There should be one of I those was on plays. Field, though, was he? No. From what I recall. But that's what he I'm saying. There, one yeah. of these plays should have just been him. Either you split him to one side and triple to yeah. the other. Or you yeah. put him in a package with guys to try to create some motion to get him some space. The other yeah, thing, yeah. which I cannot for the life of me figure out, and I would, I'm very curious your take. Mm-hmm. What is the what is with the refusal to go to Kyle Williams this year? He's got, I mean, last year he had 66 catches, right. 760 yards, seven touchdowns. This year. 21 catches for 236 yards. Yeah, he's he's been quiet. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's not really had a big game yet. Now, you could argue that our uh, – this kind of comes back to what we were talking about before the game, and I would say was still the case, even though we had a couple of really big plays, just the consistency in the passing game hasn't been there. It seems like at times we're forcing it to Nikhil Harry when it's, when it's not there. Other times he gets kind of forgotten. Um, and, and, uh, other times we fall in love with just the, the short passes. I remember the beginning of the Michigan state game. It was like every pass was just a, like a, you know, two yard pass to a running back or tight end. Like, you know, when are we going to push it down the field? Um, this, this passing game just hasn't clicked the way I thought it would or thought, or thought it needed to so far. Uh, maybe it still will. It hasn't been horrible. I mean, it's not like they've been terrible. They just, 
They just haven't been as good as I hoped. They've had moments, but not consistent. And, and he goes right along with it. Like, you know, the whole, the whole receiver core passing game just hadn't been as good as I was expecting. Manny's been off on the deep shots, um, which I think is yeah. something that contributes to this. I, I, I'm surprised to, to see this. And I, and I, Honestly, I thought I was going to be looking this up so that I could say how much lower it is. This is completion percentage this year is actually higher than it's been the previous two years by yeah. fractions of a point. Yeah, it it feels not close. Am I right? It really no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I agree. It, it, uh, it, it you know, but I think that's a symptom of so many of those short passes, um, which don't really feel like. You know, as you're watching the game, a lot of times those are those are you know two yard gains, or so, and, and so you know you end up with uh, you know thirty or forty, but you're feeling like, well, how many of those were really pushing the ball ten or more yards down the field when you can make something happen? Not that many. Um, the deep balls haven't. Now they they you know he was. I mean, the deep ball for the touchdown was a really good throw. Saw the replay of it. Um, you know, so it was a little. It was sharper yesterday than it had been. San Diego State it was too, you know, ironically, probably the two best games he's had, you know, on the deep ball have been losses, really. Uh, but uh, just the just the consistency has not been there. Yeah, and it's, it's frustrating. On the running game side of the ledger, Eno Benjamin, another 100-yard day, 28 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns. Tough to argue but, with him. Yeah, yeah, but quiet after the half, and, and that goes along with it's not running many plays. I mean, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily critiquing him as much as just the the entire offense. I mean, I think in the first half he was close to he was over 90 yards, and and then did not, you know, not able to keep it up in the second half. And um, you know, I mean, that to me is is the is really the tale of the game. First half we had three possessions. They were all long possessions. We, you know, we missed a field goal, a long field goal in the second one. The other two, we scored touchdowns. First drive of the second half, we come out and score. And so, you know, first four real possessions. I think we took a knee at the end of the first half, but first four true possessions. You know, three touchdowns and, a, and another scoring opportunity. And then the next five possessions, nothing. <laughs> and and that's that's to me all you got to say about this game. It just, you know, the, the, I, I texted you at the end of the first and at the at the half, and I said, you know, it's it's about sustaining momentum. And once again, we couldn't do that. And it's not to say you're going to dominate for 60 minutes. I get it. There's going to be periods of a game that you're not playing as well. But it, it's just too, too long a funks. Same as San Diego State. Good second quarter, and then nothing until, you know, midway through the fourth when basically it was out of hand at that point. This to me goes a little bit back to something we've talked about with the Rob Likens era, which is as much as Norvell, if not more so, he seems to fall in love with the pass. Yeah, yeah. You know? The, and, I, uh, and I thought that in the second half yesterday, it felt like that when uh, when it wasn't successful, we kind of abandoned the run. Uh, now, again, it's hard to hard to critique because of just so many three and outs like i mean when you have three three and outs and another you know four and out basically one first down and then a punt and then the you know the turnover on downs i mean we on those last five drives we ran a total of what 18 plays so so there's not going to be a lot of runs there's not going to be a lot of passes either because you're just not getting enough snaps in they were also so ineffective running the ball i mean 
I, I guess Eno did have carries, but here, you know, compared yeah. to the first half, these this was yeah. his. These were his second half touches: fifteen yard run, six yard run, and then no gain, loss of two, two, right. no gain, two, one, and that and I believe was it. it. That was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, that there were. You know, so you give me those numbers, that means he had seven or eight carries in the second half, which, again, out of 18 plays is almost half of them. So it's, yeah. it's hard to say that he didn't touch it enough. We just we just didn't have the ball enough. I mean, it comes back to that. Like, you know, it's one of those games where we couldn't sustain and then we couldn't get off the field there at the end. I mean, we, you know, when you give the ball back with seven minutes to go, you expect to get it back, and we never got it back. And, and so, you know, the, the defense did not come up with a stop and we'd only had one timeout to stop the clock. And again, it's a number of things. I mean, it's, it's not one group that you can say, well, they blew the game. This guy, this, this unit, this side of the ball, it's, it's everything just not working together quite well enough. Let's broaden out um, and talk about college football as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and then I want to. I guess we'll we'll start that with ASU, but but continue on. If you had to grade it out right now, and obviously this is an incomplete. It's on the first half of the year. Where are you? Because I'll I'll say I'm at a C. I think this uh, is. I would say exactly the same. I, yeah. I think this yeah. is right in the you know meaty part of the curve on outcomes. Yeah, we're we're yeah. not excelling. Yeah. We're we're not behind no. where I expected no. us to be. No. But it hasn't been a disaster, and I think some some were expecting disaster. I mean, I you know you read things, I read things that you know, boy, this team's going to start one and three, if not zero oh and four, um, and and you know they're going to be lucky to to win three games all year. Um, well, you know, so it so it hasn't been terrible, um, but it hasn't been great. I mean, three and three is nothing to to celebrate. Um, you know, just being better than horrible, certainly not reason to have a party, but, uh, there's, there's been good things and there's been things that have been disappointing and things that, uh, and things that have been surprising. I mean, let's be honest, defensively, we've been better, I think, than, than I expected. Probably you would say the same. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, now there's been problems there, but just overall it's been better. Um, offensively, not as good as I hoped. But yeah, three and three, all in all, not a horrible place to be. And and now it's about how you finish. I mean, this this season, and I mean, just about everybody's season is is still hanging in the balance of how they're going to remember it. I mean, even you know, as good as some teams have looked, as bad as some teams have looked, if they have a great second half, things will feel different. Or if they have a bad second half, things will feel worse. And for us, we're we're one of those teams. Like, where do we go from here? Do we go five and one down the stretch? get to eight and four and maybe have a, you know, have a shot at the South possibly, or do we go, you know, two and four down the stretch and we're sitting at home, you know, come bowl season. Both are within the realm of possibility. I think. When we look back at our picks this year for various things, um, you know, my Heisman winner was Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. I don't hate how he's playing, but I thought Wisconsin would be undefeated right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he rushed for 849 yards and eight touchdowns already. He's in the top, you know, top echelon of the country in that. Right. If I'm if I'm happiest about anything, it's my sleeper pick of Will Greer, you know, semi-sleeper uh, yeah. for Heisman as he is in 
uh, the top 10 in yards, top tied for third in touchdowns yeah. with yeah. Kyler Murray. Uh, he's played really well. He has. He has, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, his – his, uh, you know, Heisman chances will probably swing on the last month because they have, in some order, um, Texas, TCU, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State for their last four games. And they finished with Oklahoma, I know. Um, and so, you know, that's going to be the big swing for them and him. Um, them as a team, their chances to win the Big 12, maybe get to the playoffs and, and his chances. But, yeah, he's been good. Much, much like you, I... Uh, you know, my Heisman pick was Shea Patterson, who's been okay. Certainly not Heisman worthy, but they're five and one. They've they've bounced back from a from an opening week loss and won five in a row. And he seems to be getting better each week. But I should have gone with uh, the one of the other guys I named as a finalist, which was Tua, because he's been outstanding. Uh, I'd feel a lot better if I picked him. Yeah, he uh, he's got eighteen touchdowns and no picks this year. Yeah. And he's <laughs> yeah. five yards short of fifteen hundred already. Yeah, and he's playing basically half a single the pass in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, has not even attempted a pass or taken a snap, I believe, in the fourth quarter of a game yet. Um, so yeah, he's he's been pretty good, and one would expect that will uh, probably continue at least the next couple games. They've got Missouri at home, and Missouri's got a good offense, but not a very good defense. And and then they go to Tennessee, who doesn't have a good anything right now. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they should cruise into November. And really, November doesn't look that tough for them. They go to LSU, and that's a tough one. But, uh, you know, home to Miss State, home to Auburn, right now those don't look too awful scary. I mean, the, the road is pretty clear for Alabama to you know get to Atlanta for that SEC title game and then uh, see if they can, you know, make another run through like they've done. If – I had to do it over again. I would have been much more assertive in the Kyler Murray discussion. Um, yeah, yeah, know, he's, yeah. He's uh, he's got twenty one touchdowns already, over seventeen hundred yards, and you know he's rushed the ball a ton. I don't have his exact numbers, but yeah, you know well, he had an electric one yesterday. Boy, that was that was reminiscent of uh, RG three. Back in his prime, Griffin had a touchdown mm-hmm. like that. I remember back against the Vikings his rookie year, where he just ran by everybody. And and that Murray touchdown yesterday was kind of the same. Uh, that was a thriller. What a game! I mean, that, that might be the best game of the year so far up there with maybe Ohio State, Penn State from last week. Um, you know, great game and a big win for Texas to pull it off. But yeah, Murray's been great. No, no question. And then uh, one last guy who. I don't. Th- I know he wasn't in my list, and I don't think he was in yours. But Dwayne Haskins, no, Ohio no, State. he was not. But he's been great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six touchdowns yesterday. Twenty-five um, you know, on I, the season I, now. I thought he'd be pretty good. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess I was. Uh, I think you know when we did our picks, that was when the, all the Urban Meyer stuff was kind of just coming on the scene, and mm-hmm. I think both of us were a little leery and being too high on Ohio State, not knowing how things were going to shake out. Well. Things shook out not too badly, honestly, for them, and uh, they're six and zero. And and just like Alabama, they should probably cruise into November, and then they got a little bit tougher November. They go to Michigan State and play Michigan, um, you know. So they, they don't have a cakewalk, but uh, certainly the you know the door's open. I mean, if you if you you can draw a straight line if you want, and that doesn't mean it won't get tripped up between you know Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State all getting to the playoff, um, barring. 
an upset of somewhat surprising, you know, proportions, basically. You can see all three of them, and then it comes down to who's who's that last team. And, you know, does Georgia have a, a chance? Does Notre Dame go undefeated? Um, maybe a Big 12 team or a Pac-12 team, but that seems less likely right now. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, there's a ways to go. Things can change, obviously, but kind of kind of looks like the the heavy hitters are not going anywhere. Yeah, um, and then I guess one other thing that we need to clean up from our preseason is. Uh, I know that we talked about it, and, and I know I was, I think, even more negative than you about, you know, Washington State having to overcome such a crazy yeah. offseason, yeah. and, yeah. you know, the Helinski issue and, and graduating, you know, big-time yardage people. And, yeah, I'll, I'll be darned if the Pirates just didn't keep them rolling keeps along. keeps it going, yeah, yeah. And, that, you know, we talk about the North and, you know, Stanford, Washington, Oregon. They're, they got a shot, too. I mean, they, you know, they – they still have all three of those teams in front of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that North is pretty good. That's a that's a good division, and Washington State is not to be taken lightly. Uh, I mean, that the Minshew kid has been really good, as as always seems to be the way it is. Like, I mean, you know, it just it feels like, and I think we said this when we were together last weekend, that, you know, Mike Leach could put us in at quarterback and we'd probably throw for 3,500 yards and, you know, 40 touchdowns because he just that, – that's what that offense does. It does – doesn't matter who it is he he finds somebody productive and makes them even more productive it seems like they're five and one right now their only loss was by three on the road at usc yeah and you yeah, know one probably they outplayed them for most of the game yeah and they get oregon at home washington at home they have to travel to stanford in colorado yeah. and then they've got okay. home games against cal and arizona so that's their yeah. that's their remaining yeah. schedule yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it'll be interesting. They don't have a great defense. Um, you know, they gave up, I think, you know, 35-plus yesterday to Oregon State. Now, Oregon State's, Oregon State's not a bad offense. I think that's what we're seeing. Their defense is terrible, and they, they can't stop anybody. But they got they got some pieces on offense, and obviously we saw Jamar Jefferson and how good he was, and he was pretty good yesterday again, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Washington State is, is not to be forgotten. I wouldn't ultimately pick them because they always seem to have Mike Leach's teams are kind of famous for having one game, especially on the road where they, you know, can't quite get it done. And and so the games at Stanford and Colorado would be the ones you'd circle. Like, will they be able to get it done on the road? Um, Washington has had their number the last few years as well. So even though it's at Pullman, I'm not sure that matters. Uh, but, but all in all, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not to be, just pushed aside like they they've got plenty to say about who wins the north ultimately you're you're mentioning of jamar jefferson um he is second in the nation in rushing right now yeah. with 865 yards and 12 touchdowns yeah yeah it's pretty good yeah, for I mean, the they, freshman they, they've for, got uh, they've got a little something to like you know i mean there's not there's not a ton yet but yeah you can you can at least see that there's uh little bit of hope for the future they got a new coach and you know a good young coach who you know good offensive mind he was kind of the 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 brains you know in some ways behind that washington offense a couple years ago that was so productive um and and so yeah it'll be interesting to see you know if they can get back to respectability i think they will not this year obviously but you know yeah there's there's at least hope for the future yeah um that covers what I had. Did you have any other NCAA football topics we need to hit? 
No, no. I mean, yeah, just uh, that's that's the that's the main ones. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Like I said, you know, you can you can kind of you know do your playoff bracket now, but things tend to always get a little screwy in November, um, and so maybe they will again. But but maybe we'll see these powers stay at the top and you know have have the heavyweights there and you know Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl like everybody expects. Um, We'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I guess for me, the, the million-dollar question is, can anybody beat Alabama? And right now, it's hard to see. Um, defense has some flaws, but that offense doesn't seem to have any, and so it, it might not matter. We have five undefeated from the Power Five, and then UCF also. So Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, West Virginia. Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I include Notre Dame in the Power Five because they are treated as such. Sure. Oh, they are. Um, yeah, yeah. They're they're not in a conference, but yeah, they they're not an outsider either. So, yeah, they have been uh, very surprising to me. I, I did not expect them to be six and zero, and I did not expect them to look as good as they have, especially the last three weeks. Uh, you know, I, I was contrasting what I saw from them last night to what I saw from ASU, and and that was a that was a mature, top notch team that goes on the road against a good team, lost the momentum here and there, but never gave it away and never had a stretch where the game got away from them like it did from us. And, and admittedly, look, they're a top five team and we're not, but it was interesting watching both and seeing a team that just, you know, took the game by the throat in the second half and a team that couldn't do that. And, and that's what separates, you know, great from average, basically. Well, in Notre Dame, speaking of teams whose second half schedule is a lot easier on right. paper than their first half, yeah. And Pitt, Navy, at Northwestern, Florida State, Syracuse, and then ending at USC. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it doesn't look certainly as tough as it might have. Now, there's a couple in there that I think are potential landmines. Um, Syracuse is at Yankee Stadium, and they're not a bad team. I know they lost yesterday, but that's a that's a solid team. And USC, you know, what will they be by the end of the year? We've seen it the last couple years that they get better by the end of the year from what they look like to start the year. So. Um, some some landmines in there, but yeah, the the road is open for them, and, and Oklahoma losing, you know, is a positive for them because if they you know, obviously if the Big Twelve doesn't have an unbeaten, you'd certainly put them in the in the pecking order. Um, I mean, yesterday going into yesterday, you could have done the doomsday scenario of you know Alabama slash Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame all go unbeaten. What do you do? But now you're not going to have that scenario. Uh, you know, you're going to have at most four, unless West Virginia or Colorado go undefeated. But I, let's say this, I don't expect that. Uh, if they still are mid-November, then we'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia, they get Iowa State and Brock Purdy, which that's that's yeah. no picnic. It's not. Yeah, at Iowa State, they, mm. they yeah, yeah, they they go to Austin, I know. Yeah, the, they, they the play at you and Texas I November 3rd. Yeah, and they host yeah. Oklahoma to end the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and that's that, on a Friday night, not Saturday. It is, after Thanksgiving, yeah. So there's uh, there's some interesting ones for them. And, I mean, they, they've struggled the last couple of weeks against Texas Tech and Kansas. They've won, but they haven't looked great. And so I, I don't see them going 12-0. and I just don't. You know, 13-0 with a, with a title game. Um, and Colorado, I mean, it's, it's a good team. Again, it would not be surprised if they won the South. But I highly doubt they're going through twelve and zero. Yeah, that that would be a, It'd shocker. Be a shocker. Yeah, yeah. So 
you know, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, does you know, does Clemson have a late season kind of you know slip up like they've had the last couple years, and can they overcome it if they do? The ACC is not as strong. Um, you know, if they would drop a game but still win the ACC at twelve and one, you know, could you see them maybe getting left out? Maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know. Depends on what other teams do, obviously, as well. I mean, wouldn't it have to be this one against NC State after the bye? For it to well, be if, a- they to, if they lose to NC State, they may not win the ACC division. See, that's another, yeah, I mean, that's a great one to throw out because NC State's in their division undefeated, so they would, you know, they would essentially go two up on them if they beat them. Um, you'd need NC State to lose twice. Could happen, but, you know, you don't want to put yourself in that position. So, yeah, I mean, you know, but again, the games they've lost the last couple of years are not ones you would have expected. They lost to Syracuse last year. Syracuse was 4-8. and eight. Mm-hmm. Kelly Bryant got hurt and obviously thinks, you know, it was a weird game. But, you know, two years ago they lost to Pitt. Pitt was under 500. Wasn't that the game they that were, was in a like a hurricane, though? The Pitt game? Yeah, wasn't no. it pouring on them? No, that was, uh, that was another game. The Pitt game was like a shootout. Like forty five, forty two, or something like that. I remember they lost on a last second field goal. Okay, so, I mean, I know yeah, you're right, but now I'm now I can't remember, I remember what game was it, the yeah, one that was. You know, that was that was the year they went on to win the title. But you know, and that was the same day. Like they lost, and a couple other top. I know Michigan lost that night. They were in the top five. They lost to Iowa, I think, that night. And I think somebody else lost too. So it didn't didn't really end up hurting Clemson at all. But it was a it was a stunner when they lost. Served as kind of their wake up call. You know they look great the rest of the year. Um, but I'm curious if they can overcome that this year. The last two years, ACC has been pretty good. You've had you know four or five top twenty five teams. They don't have that right now. So it'll be interesting. And then you know one I guess one other thing I'm curious. Those three teams that I'm thinking of: Michigan, Miami, Texas. They all lost week one. Everybody gave up on them and. They've all won five in a row, and like you know, don't don't forget, Texas is back on the radar now because of what they did. But like all three of those teams could still have something to say about the outcome ultimately. Yeah, I mean, in the AP poll, you've got Texas cracking into the top ten. They jumped ten yeah. spots to number nine yeah. this week. Michigan is up to number twelve, you know, and Miami's up to number sixteen. These teams are yeah. hanging around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Miami's got the new quarterback, and they had a. Uh, a crazy comeback yesterday they were getting beat soundly and you know came back and won by by a point over florida state and um you know so they're they're not to be forgotten either uh you know there's there's a few teams that you know we give up on these teams after week one or week two they lose a game and it's like yeah move them off to the side well sometimes we shouldn't and and you know those those three teams all come to mind of teams that like you know they they look better than they did week one and they've still got some big games ahead they could factor in when it's all said and done. Yeah, one other team to throw out into that mix. The Badgers still get Michigan, sure. Penn State, and potentially a date with Ohio State. Ohio State, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we should learn, and I have. Uh, you know, nationally it's easy to kind of, you know, get obsessed with what's happening right now. But we should learn. Losing early in the year does not bury you. I mean, Oklahoma lost early last year to Iowa State. We're like, well, there, there goes Oklahoma. They ended up back in the playoffs. Um, you know, we, we saw Ohio State in the first year of the playoffs lose at home to Vatech. They were, you know, pushed aside. They stink. Well, they ended up not only getting in but winning the title. So, you know, things things have a way of changing. Even though it's a short season, 
the shortest, you know, season we have in sports. You know, things aren't always the same as what you see in week one or two by the time you get to week, you know, 13 or 14. Uh, my final thing, which I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, was uh, I kind of talked badly about Northwestern football, and <laughs> and they went out and beat Michigan State. They did. They did. Solid win. Yes, yes. And much, much needed for them. I mean, they, they had the Michigan game in their grasp and let it go. Um, and I thought they were going to do the same yesterday. But, yeah, good, good win for them and kind of a, a right-the-ship kind of game for a season that was spinning off the rails. Well, we'll be back. We're going to take a little break. ASU's got the mini or has, I guess yep. this is the official buy, and then next, this is the buy, next yeah. week will yeah. be the mini buy. Uh, but we'll be back. We'll preview Stanford. We'll talk about everything else that's happened. But uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.